Hey love, you're listening to the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia. Each week, I'm recharging you with tips and engaging conversations, reminding us that finding luxury in our lives begins with taking care of the most important thing, Y-O-U. It takes persistence and spunk to be successful, but instead of living to work, let's work to live. You up for it? My answer is a clangorous, vociferous yes. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Ready to party. And for one moment, you get this amazing gift. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. What, like it's hard? If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. Definitely, and that's what I harp on, you know, anyone I've trained or taught can say this about me is that I just repeat all the time. It's what can you do today? What step can you take? Cause we can all take a step. We might not have a time to do an hour gym workout or, you know, fill in the blank for that long workout routine, but we have the time to walk around our apartment. You know, I mean, the simple, simple things, you know, start taking loops of the apartment while you're scrolling scrolling through something on your phone. We have time to take the stairs, you know, if that applies to where you live. If you drive, parking further away from Target before you go in. And all of those things, some people, you know, push them off saying, oh, that will make a real change. I don't have enough time, so I'm not gonna do anything. No, no, it's creating those habits. It's whatever habits you can invest in It doesn't have to be huge. It's incorporating the walking into your daily life. It's when you have the option, if you are fortunate enough to live in a place where you can walk to stores or to different commitments, you know, choosing that whenever you can pays off so much. I like you, and I don't think people realize it too, that the majority of my fitness comes from just walking. That was a clip from today's guest, Kate Cherichello. She's a New Jersey native, a Butler University grad, and what we call a true New Yorker, as she just celebrated her 10 years in Hell's Kitchen, Manhattan. Kate started teaching back when she went to Butler University in Indianapolis. Kate has been certified as a personal trainer and a fitness instructor in NYC for over a decade, spent with corporations, individual clients, and master classes. This translates to her strong teaching skills and different types of people and empathy and adaptability and being the calm in any and all chaos, which I think all of us could use still given the fact that we're almost making a full circle here for a year of going through this pandemic and what it has changed for all of us in our daily life, within our work environments and all those things. So when it comes to chaos, she loves to be the calm of the storm. Kate loves adding her fitness and nutrition knowledge by educating people and sharing their joys of reaching their goals. And in her free time, you'll find Kate exploring new places, including NYC, and uncovering great wine bars or swing dancing the night away. If it was Kate who directed you here today, welcome to the Luxury of Self-Care podcast. I have two episodes that come out every week. Sometimes it's with a guest. Sometimes it's just a solo. I usually try to break it up here and there and give you information and tips that I've learned over the past few years about finding luxury in my life 
by taking care of the most important thing, which is myself, my mental health. And sometimes you have to learn how to say no. So listen back on previous episodes if you haven't done so already. Indulge yourself. Reach out to me on Instagram and let me know which ones your favorites are. I'm always excited to meet new people. That's the best part about bringing these guests on is just to create a larger community under this luxury of self-care umbrella. Lastly, if you could hop on over to Apple Podcasts for me and leave me a five-star rating and a review, you can even review the show and say, Kate brought me here and I loved listening to our episode. I can't wait to add this into my playlist. Be sure to subscribe, share this episode, share with friends. I so look forward to having you here on a weekly basis. I'm so excited for you guys to hear Kate and what she has to say because she really speaks on behalf of mental health during this time and how physical fitness, not so much doing a 60 minute workout, but physical fitness as in just like taking a walk and walking through Target or taking 10 minutes here or 20 minutes there, like how that will really change your mental health. It's going to change your daily life. It's those little small things, as she says, that are going to incorporate the the small fixes and the small changes that are going to help you achieve those goals. I know we've been chatting so much about goals, 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 given the new year. It kind of tends to be the hot topic of the new year every freaking year. So I totally get that. But I think this specific episode that I recorded right before the new year is going to help stimulate you into whatever those goals may be, whether they are small or large. And it's really going to help you sit back and think about some of your mental health and how you can make little steps each day to get there. So I'm so excited to have Kate on the show. You're going to hear all about how we met each other. You're going to hear all about the things that she suggests. Let's start this episode. Every bit counts. So give me a little rundown of where you've been since COVID kind of started. Where were you for quarantine? Yeah, we've been here the whole time in 630 square feet in Midtown Manhattan. And so grateful though, honestly, like the apartment is calming and has big windows. So it's been like, if you're stuck in a small space, it's been the ideal small space to be stuck in. And we're right by the Hudson River. So been able to go out and walk and run since the start. Yes, and very grateful. I have a very warm and loving husband who has been working from home too. So I am grateful that too, uh, in terms of like, we're not sick of each other, which is amazing, which says great things. And just the fact that he's been here, because I know a lot of people like you included, being by yourself for so much, it just, I bet that gets old very, very fast. Oh, sure, sure. And the beginning of COVID, I mean, I was with my boyfriend constantly and we were in, we were all the way uptown and ah, yes. so our apartment was a little larger. I would say it was probably roughly about a thousand square feet, maybe a little less. And we were right by the Hudson River as well. So we would go on like hikes every day with the dog and like sit out by the water. I remember the beginning of COVID, I was wearing sweaters and now we're like still in COVID and I'm wearing sweaters again. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. It was like at the beginning of COVID when we had masks on, it was like, oh, okay, at least keeping my face warm. And yes, we're back to that again. Yeah, same thoughts. <laughs> back to that again, where it's like, don't wear lip gloss anymore. <laughs> the inside of the mask now have like lipstick stains. Yes. Exactly, exactly. Well, I remember meeting you to like rewind all the way back to like how we know each other, Kate. It was so interesting being in an audition room with you. I feel like it was at Shetler Studios. 
Is and that the first time? Okay. Yes. We were in like a hall, a waiting room hall. I can't remember what the show was, but I met you and we started chatting a little bit about Lancaster, Pennsylvania and the Fulton. And you had said that you had just done Gypsy there with Teresa Walker, who's also been on the show and I worked with when I was a kid. And again, as an adult, um, a few years back, we did Anything Goes Together. Amazing. So. It's such a small world, especially in performing, right? So small. And I remember you telling me, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm a fitness instructor. I, um, and we started talking about the Fulton and I think it was like early in my journey in New York city. Cause you were like, do you know about this website? Do you know about that website? And, da, 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 da. and I was like writing it all in my little planner. And I was like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, and I like remember writing underneath it all, like so grateful. I met this girl today. Like what a gem. So I just wanted to share that with you. Well, thank you. Good memories. I feel like with um, a lot of audition people, audition friends that we know, it's like, okay, I was in this room with you, in this room with you, in this room with you. It's like, which one was the first one? What show was it? I just know we spent a lot of hours in a room together. (laughs) A room with floors and a lot of other girls. (laughs) Yes, indeed, indeed. And then I also remember when you worked at White House Black Market. Yes. I came in and looking for things. and. Oh, it was just the most fun shopping experience because it was like I had a personal shopper because I don't usually know someone when I go try on clothes and be like, oh, here, try this, try, try this, this, try this. this. <laughs> Loved it. I love that. Well, I'm actually back in retail currently. I'm with Lululemon in my Lancaster local store here. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And I've always loved what they stood for. If you're going to work retail, like they're definitely the creme de la creme in my personal opinion, just because of all the health and wellness and the like-minded people and sustainability is like a large platform for them. Um, They have massive, massive pillars that align with mine. So for sure, for sure. Yeah. I definitely, uh, I think it being a performer in New York too, you're like a walking illustration for Lululemon usually, you know, with the, I have like right now it's like the black jacket, Lululemon, the black pants is Lululemon, indeed the black socks are Lululemon. Head to toe at all times, head to toe. Especially <laughs> like now. Oh, very nice. <laughs> but yeah, it's, and you're right, especially now, have you been living in leggings a bit more often than Oh, than you I mean, you can't see my legs right now. I can't lift them that high up, but yes, <laughs> everything is spandex. Uh, you know, a lot of people have been talking about, oh my gosh, COVID uniform. I'm in you know, stretchy, comfy clothes all the time, but that is pretty much my whole world when not auditioning. You know, it's either teaching a fitness class, training a client, going to a dance class, walking here and there in New York. And when you're walking for 20 blocks, you don't necessarily wear your heels and jeans. You wear the, I wear the Lululemon usually pants and my Nikes and go to town. Yeah. I want to know who actually dresses like Sarah Jessica Parker that doesn't have their own car service. (laughs) Right. Right. Like in, in Sex and the City, like who dresses in Jimmy Choo shoes and walks around Manhattan. Nobody, because you'd ruin the no shoes. One. No one. And there's so many of the, of the TV shows and movies, too. When I sit here, because we now have lots of time to watch TV shows and movies, yes. and it is, like, that doesn't make any sense. No one would be walking that far in those heels every day. No. Yeah. No. You'd have bunions out the booty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
But in speaking of like fitness and something that I've really appreciated even moving back to Pennsylvania is that I live downtown and constantly like walking and getting fresh air and and doing those things and it was so interesting to hear from others like oh you just you you seem like really in a good mindset you seem physically fit you seem like you're making healthy choices and it's funny because I just incorporate lots of water and lots of walking in my daily life and then I add in maybe fitness three to four times a week and sometimes that's me training clients or or whatnot can you speak to that at all in the sense of like finding ways to be physically healthy without like running on a treadmill for an hour every day definitely and that's what I harp on you know anyone I've trained or taught can say this about me is that I just repeat all the time it's what can you do today what step can you take because we can all take a step We might not have a time to do an hour gym workout or, you know, fill in the blank for that long workout routine, but we have the time to walk around our apartment. You know, I mean, the simple, simple things, you know, start taking loops of the apartment while you're scrolling, scrolling through something on your phone. We have time to take the stairs, you know, if that applies to where you live. It's if you drive parking further away from Target before you go in and all of those things, some people, you know, push them off saying, oh, that will make a real change. I don't have enough time, so I'm not going to do anything. No, no, it's creating those habits. It's whatever habits you can invest in. And again, like you said, you know, it's not, it doesn't have to be huge. It's incorporating the walking into your daily life. It's when you have the option, if you are fortunate enough to live in a place where you can walk to stores or to different commitments, you know, choosing that whenever you can pays off so much. I like you, and I don't think people realize it too, that the majority of my fitness comes from just walking. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, I'm training clients and I do a gym workout and things like that. And by gym workout, I use that loosely, you know, sure. on my rug in my apartment <laughs> or <laughs> running outside, you know, whatever that is. But that might be 20 minutes, you know, and that's more common than like the last time that I've done a 60 minute, just, just, working out for 60 minutes straight. I can't tell you the last time, I guess it was pre-COVID because it's just those, okay, 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there, even five minutes here that whatever you can. Uh, We just got a target at the end of the street. And during, now that it's cold, there have been multiple times where I have just gone to target because it's the only place I can go that isn't gonna, like I can warm up because I'm inside, but I just take a loop around the store and then I come back and it's like 10 minutes to just get out of the apartment, be somewhere open and spacious where I don't feel unsafe with COVID and whatnot, and then come back. And it got me moving, got me out. It got my brain a moment away to then come back. So anything, anything is worthwhile that you can do. Every bit counts. Oh, absolutely. And how many times during that loop at at um target did you stop and buy something (laughs) (laughs) i will take any excuse to go to target now just because it is so cold and it's like the closest place that i can go but keep moving so yeah it's usually one item usually go in there i have one thing i get i like to like walk the perimeter and then buy it and go and it sounds silly but it makes a difference yeah i think that i had gone into a target here uh, right before Thanksgiving. And it was interesting because I remember going into a Target right before Thanksgiving years and years and years ago because I didn't have a lot of money. And I thought in my head, well, at least I'll go there and I'll like get in the festive spirit and maybe I'll see some like ideas that I could craft myself. And then I could go to TJ Maxx and get a bunch of things and like put together whatever I was seeing. 
but it's almost like looking at a catalog, but in person. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I always agree. get it. I always get like very wrapped up in, in like different things there, especially when they have like holiday goodies out. And I'm not even a big avid Target person or Target shopper, but I do like to go there during the holidays just to like get ideas. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed, indeed. It yeah. is. And there is something to be said too about stepping away from the work environment for a minute. You know, I think a lot about smokers, how it's totally acceptable if you work in, you know, a giant corporation to leave, exit the office and go smoke for five to 10 minutes and then come back. Nobody questions that. Mm -hmm. But people to leave their desk to go for a walk for five to 10 minutes. The amount of people over the years who've been like, oh, I just can't like leave my desk during the day. Like, but there, there's plenty of people who are, and the smoking example is just the one that seems the most obvious to me. Again, nobody questions it. And if everybody took walking breaks, like, wow, for the physical aspect, but also the mental of just checking out of work for a minute. It's that same idea of just like going into Target for five minutes, going into a store, going around the block, because it does just take your brain away. It gives you that moment to let things kind of percolate in your brain. And then you go back and you're refreshed and it was only five minutes. Sure. And you can speak to that in so many different regards, either by saying like, I can't look at this anymore. I need a fresh view or I need to step away from this project, do something else. And then I come back to it and I'm like, oh, here's how I solved that problem. Getting like the oxygen flowing, pumping new fresh blood, like all of those good things. They are things and mantras that I repeat in my yoga classes. Like now that we've released all this new fresh blood, like slowly come out of this, knowing that your head might be a little light because there's a whole bunch of new things that are flushing into your brain at this moment. So accept that, enjoy that, and acknowledge that as we press on. I love and, that. Absolutely. Yeah. And have you seen too, um, I say a lot of talking about corporate a lot because that's my main fitness background is betting corporate. Some are adding in, you know, conference rooms, but also like yoga rooms and resting rooms. And I love that because it goes to that you're exiting your space. Even if you're not exiting the building, you're going there and you're taking those stretches, you're breathing. And I love that. And I hope that more companies continue to add those sorts of wellness priorities in. Yeah, and that's, that's like the big thing at the end of the day. And that's what I say in my opening. I say, instead of living to work, let's work to live. And my point is, is like maybe work is everything to you. And that's awesome. But you should also work shouldn't describe you like I think when someone says like hi my name is blah blah, blah I feel the first thing that people ask is what do you do and can it be like oh I'm a I'm a wife and I have children and I like to take yoga class and then I all before we maybe say what our job description is it, it's super interesting yes that's a really good point it is it is and it makes you a more fascinating person you know to, to describe your world instead of just what you do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I want to speak on behalf to that smoke thing. So here, I used to always get so frustrated yes. working in bars. Did you work in bars at all? Or you were always fitness only in New York? Always fitness, actually, except I I mean, in high school, I was a server because I thought that really quick side note, I thought yeah. that when you go to New York to be a performer, you automatically are, you have to be a waiter too, right? Because when you're like 16, it's like, oh, that's what everybody did, you know, yeah. back then. So <laughs> I did in high school as preparation, but didn't have to use it. So 
I feel like the three main jobs that performers have are nanny, fitness, and bartend or serve in hospitality yeah. somewhere. Yeah, and temp. That's the other one I hear all the temp. time. Temping. That's what my boyfriend yes. did. Yeah. It's, yeah, catering, all that. I feel like that all rumbles into the, or mm-hmm. all under that umbrella. But it's like those handful of, of job descriptions. Yeah. And interesting enough, being in New York is something where we tend to do those jobs more often than not. Uh, we tend to be full-time auditioners and full-time whatever that side hustle yeah, job is yeah. if it's not several. So And you bartended. That was your always, right? bartended I catered I did nannying here and there but I mostly bartended and catered because I was just like hustle 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 uh, hospitality hospitality host 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 like in that kind of like that's where I excel so for me I knew that I could make good money doing that but yeah definitely I mean I did a little bit of retail here and there just so I could get discounts because why not (laughs) yeah yeah. But yeah, it's definitely definitely a journey, but I was going to say as far as smoke breaks being if now that you were in the service industry at one point, I used to always say like it's so frustrating like they get to go get take a smoke break, but I'm still working and how many smoke breaks do you get in a shift, but like I don't get a break to just go breathe somewhere. So exactly. I, yeah, I almost wanted to say like I'm I'm a smoker just so I could like go outside. <laughs> Right, right. They get to go outside just by saying they're a smoker. Yes, mm-hmm. it's very wrong, and I'm fully on board with that. Like, ah, about it. Yeah, it's very, it's very interesting. So I love that. Speaking on behalf of wellness and circling back to what you were saying with corporation. Sure, sure. And it's something that I didn't see coming, and it's been such a gift throughout. And now, today, you know, I. And throughout all, I've been in different residential fitness, I've been in corporate fitness, I've been one-on-one with clients, prenatal, postnatal, so it's been the full gamut. But the majority of my teaching classes over the years has happened to be corporate. And that started with, actually when I was in college, I started teaching fitness in college at my school at Butler University out in Indianapolis. And it just so happened that their big health and rec complex opened the same year that I started there. So that was a gift. And I got a Pilates certification that year because I started to learn about the fitness world. And it's like, actually, you know, with with a performing background, especially also a dance background, it's like, this could be great. And I was always a dance captain in community theater and all of that. So I loved the instruction part anyway. And so this kind of tied it all together. And so anyway, I started teaching at Butler and then I did an internship with Roundabout Theater in New York my sophomore year spring. And so I was here in New York City. And of course, as an intern, you know, I was really lucky to make minimum wage at the time, but it still just paid rent to live in Midtown Manhattan in a one bedroom split three ways by three people. So, (laughs) cause that is what you do in New York when you first move here. And so then I was like, well, I need to get more money while I'm here. I didn't have, you know, things to fall back on. And so I started looking at fitness jobs and I randomly applied for this company called Plus One, which Uh, is Plus One Corporate. And that is what led me to this whole corporate fitness world. And this company is fantastic. And anytime someone talks to me about teaching fitness in Manhattan, I mean, they have locations nationwide, but 
for Manhattan. It's such a great company and they're wonderful people, but that's what started me on the corporate fitness track. And I started subbing while I was in New York during that internship. And so I got to go to a lot of different locations, a lot of different Fortune 500 companies and law firms. And I've always loved the business world, but never wanted to work in it. So it was, I liked the professionalism. I like, there's something about it, but I didn't want to actually work at a desk there. So this was a really neat way to combine it and be with these people who are in this world, but be their stress relief. So mm. I got to come in, be the stress relief and then leave. And it also really got me on board with just how important it is in all workplaces to have these wellness initiatives, whether it's a full gym or whether it's just a conference room that they do a once a week yoga class, you know, whatever it is just to do, it goes back to that, just do something. Y'all, you are going to love this product that I'm about to tell you about. Are you ready? This product that I have been using over the past two, three weeks has literally changed my yoga practice. It is the Tree Active Yoga Mat Spray. This is absolutely incredible. It has not only tea tree oil, but it has eucalyptus oil and peppermint oil and witch hazel in the product. Non-GMO, US made, cruelty free, paraben free, vegan. It's also palm oil free for any of those who are allergic to palm oil. Something that I learned from the brand is that the eucalyptus essential oil not only gives you a natural cooling and soothing effect, but it also has a potent cleanser in it. I know right now with COVID and trying to keep everything clean, we're using so much antibacterial and we also want to make sure we're keeping things clean, but not overly potent that I'm smelling my mat and it smells like rubbing alcohol. So if you want to get this product absolutely free, no bells and whistles, it is super, super simple you are going to head on over to their Instagram handle, experience.tgt, and you're going to slide into their DMs and tell them that you want the free yoga mat spray. The only way you're going to get it for free, though, is if you use my code word LUXURY. That's all caps, L-U-X-U-R-Y. You're going to love it. My clients are loving it. They're loving the fact that I provide it for our classes after our sweaty, sweaty sessions. It is going to change your practice, and it also works on all different types of gym equipment. So I know some people aren't into the yoga that do listen to the show. This is going to work for your weights, for your bench press bar, for all that stuff. So go ahead and jump on over to atexperience.tgt to get your free yoga mat spray. And don't forget to use my special code, LUXURY. And for a company, it's just what can you do for your employees? Because, you know, studies upon studies have shown that the benefits, which is, of course, obvious to us, we both work in the fitness and wellness fields, but, you know, to, to a lot of companies, it's like, oh, wow, really? It's that, it makes that much of a difference to our workplace wellness in terms of the employees not getting sick, them being healthier, um, working better when they are at their desk and being more focused. You I mean, the list goes on and on. So Anyway, after college, I came to New York right away, and then I started teaching uh, permanently. Well, permanently is what I want to say. Well, on the schedule. Sure. At different, yeah, at different yeah. sites for Plus One. And I just, I've loved the people, and they've been so good to me, and it's, it's been wonderful. And because I had subbed in so many different places 
during when I was here at the in, during the internship, when I came back to New York, I was able to start teaching right away at multiple sites. Oh, that which, makes it so much better. Yeah. Gives you more time to to work them. So how many different places were you working? And when did you start with them? When did you actually move to New York and were you September to of twenty ten was okay. when I officially became a resident. Yeah. So you just hit that ten year mark. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Hell's Kitchen the whole time, you know, give or take a couple of weeks of sublets, you know, as sure. it works when you're a performer. Yeah, yeah. And you and your husband now, how long have you been married? Two years. <laughs> Look at that first split second. Pause. Because <laughs> at first I was like, how long have I been in the apartment? How long have we been married? Just yeah. over two years. Yeah. And then, so then that was my next question. How long have you been in that apartment? Has it been your apartment together this whole time or... I've been in the apartment three and a half years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's been wonderful. And um, again, like being able to be in walking distance to places I've loved. You know, some people don't mind commuting with the subway. I'm just not one of them. Anytime I can avoid it and walk, that's just me of like, you know, oh, it takes me 10 minutes to get here. I love that instead of taking 45 minutes. Um, you know, so it's been like you sacrifice the space and maybe the some of the calm or in the neighborhood, but you get to be more convenient. It's always, you know, there's always the pros and cons. So Oh, absolutely. I was in I was on like one thirty fifth or one forty fifth when I first moved when I first came to New York for like three months. Or and then it turned it out to be five months because their contract got extended, which was great. And I, I did not like it at all. Um, no? Uh. No, not in the time. I was like, I had other friends that were up in Harlem too. And I was like, I, I hate this. I hate the subway. Like, and then I moved to, and then I had a couple contracts. So I was gone for a bit. Then I came back and I subled and then became permanent in, in this one place until they moved out. And that was on 47th and 9th. Yes. So I was in one sublet and then another one and I loved Hell's Kitchen and I made that my baby in my area and I worked on Restaurant Row. That was like the main restaurant I still worked yeah. at for so long. I walked to all the auditions at like Ripley and everything. I remember one winter it snowed so much but since we were walkers which is always normally the better option. I had other friends that like lived right by their subway stop were on an express came down and like they were getting there at the same time as me because I'm like judging through the snow <laughs> like physically yes. getting my fitness in before these auditions totally I didn't realize you lived in Elle's kitchen I did for so long oh. and then and then I lived right behind Lincoln Center for about four years oh nice. so I was right behind Lincoln Center in a very very small apartment and my boyfriend loathed it. Like when he would come to visit, he's like, I don't know how you all live in this space. Like it is so tiny. I think it was probably like 650 square feet for three people. Luckily, all of us were under like five, 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 I think. <laughs> but my one girlfriend, Jess, was in there with us forever. And she wears like four inch heels. And she's also like five, eight, you know, so she hated it. But it's so funny how how that stuff all works. And then when he came, I thought Jersey City. I thought like then we'll get a car and and it'll be great and we'll have like our our we'll be away from the city. And I, I never was a fan of Queens that much. So we looked in Brooklyn and then I realized I was too Manhattan for Brooklyn. I don't think I was like hip enough for Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> so then we moved up to Inwood and like that's the whole story of how we found Inwood, Inwood. but mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. 
Did was, you mind that subway ride from Inwood then? Well, my boyfriend loved it for reading. And then to be truth be told, that's how I got into podcasting. Like I ah. would do a lot of my work while listening to a podcast. And I would do a lot of like Instagram preparation and then, you know, have notes written out and like do my, get my hashtags and stuff prepared while I was listening to a podcast or like sometimes I would read a book, but usually Great. if you're stuffed in there, I wasn't ready to yeah. like pull out a book. But yeah. So that, a good routine though, which ended up creating a nice habit too. Yeah. And I was in the car with my dad too recently and he's like, I don't even listen to the radio anymore because like I'm spending all my time at home and I'm no longer, you know, selling and on the road and going to meetings. So I think a lot of us are, are missing out on that time when we do do those things. So I was asking others like, if you're a pot, an avid podcaster, what do you like to do when you're around, like with your with your husband there? When you're like doing laundry or doing this, do you guys like to like play music? Do you listen to stuff on your headphones? Since you're not having that commute as much anymore, what's that kind of look like for you? Yeah, for me, I take my like mental health, especially during COVID, has just been like going out to the Hudson River to walk. Mm -hmm. So that's when I've been flying through podcasts. And that's, and I feel, um, I feel productive when I can yeah. like, okay, be either learning something or if it's something entertainment or fitness related, then I feel like, okay, it's part of, you know, my career to listen to it. So that's where, that's the main podcast listening for me. My husband will listen to a podcast while working sometimes, which oh. I just can't do. But sometimes he, he has a lot of like, hard thinking work, but then sometimes he has some plug and chug like Excel work. Gotcha. So during that, he'll sometimes listen to, to a podcast. So that's his time. Yeah. But there's always music. I mean, not right this second because I'm talking, because it's quieter out here, but there's right. usually always music on in the apartment. Yeah. Yeah. I always love good music. Like that's my number in, in the summer. I talk about this all the time, summer, fall, I have different ones that I play, but it's not on right now, but on YouTube, if you have a smart TV, like one of my favorite features is putting like a babbling brook in the background or waves in the summer and like all these different beaches and like the fall, like a nice nature hike area. And in the winter, it's always like some crackling fire. So <laughs> I love that. And that's a great idea. And some people work better with pure silence, but I need that, like, just something calming. Yeah. Exactly. And then I'll have the music playing. I'll, like, have, have Alexa listen to something. And it's just interesting how that all comes out into play. And I I was going to say, have you ever – do you ever watch Parks and Rec? Yes. Okay. That was, like, early COVID watch, the entirety of it. Yes. Oh, love that. So Ron Swanson, <laughs> we all know him. Ron Swanson um, actually has an episode as him as Ron Swanson sitting in front of a fireplace, like a crackling fireplace. And it's one of my, and he's just sitting there like drinking a whiskey and he just keeps drinking yes. whiskey. It's like 10 hours of Ron Swanson in front of a crackling fire, like <laughs> in a woodland background somewhere sipping on whiskey. And it's so funny how many times that video is playing in my apartment. I love that. That's, I'll have to look for that. <laughs> it's a good one. Everyone should go out and look for that. It's definitely it's definitely worth it. <laughs> love Ron Swanson, indeed. Yes. <laughs> so now so. speaking of how COVID kind of began and shifted gears for all of us, Speaking on behalf of how it shifted gears for you as a personal trainer, but someone who's also working in corporate, what was that? What was that experience like for you? Um, 
thankfully, financially, it's, I'm so grateful that there's a pair of us now, you know, so that was timing wise, it's been very different than if it had happened while I was, you know, in my studio apartment on 49th street with a roommate, you know, not before I was virtually training clients anyway. So just in terms of that, like going into it, it everything was in a much better place. I'm so thankful for that. Um, Cause I know a lot of people, have been really struggling, especially with their entire industry leaving, you know, just stopping for now. Yeah. And so I was already training some clients virtually. That started when I went with Jersey Boys last year, last fall. And one of my clients, I still was training for a while um, while I was gone. And so I already had that virtual training working and I had taught things over, over um, FaceTime and, and Zoom before. So it was an okay transition and thankfully my clients were very game for it, which was awesome. And, you know, and the clients of all ages. So, you know, technology didn't stop any age from doing it. So that was fantastic. So I've been able to keep that going and I still also, I mean, corporate, they all closed down, but one of them that I teach for started to do virtual classes for their clientele. So I still teach a Pilates class on Fridays for them. And so that's been neat. You know, there's been new people that have never taken class before. And then there's been some of my old loyal followers who've been taking it. So that's been a really nice thing. And then on Tuesdays, I teach a free Pilates class open to everybody via Facebook Live. And oh, that's, that's just awesome. a way of, you know, like, I'm so grateful that, that I'm in a good place. So if I could do something for, for it. The rest, you know, I can't volunteer in person somewhere because of COVID. So this is at least, it's something small, but it's something, you know, people, they don't have to pay for a class. They can take this class. And if they've never tried Pilates before, it's a totally low stakes way to do it. And I make sure the class is for all levels. And so that's been really nice and rewarding too, to get to do something to bring people joy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's kind of like the constant thing I keep hearing with everyone. And that's something that I have in my newsletter. I just have like a 10, I say 10, 15 minutes, but it usually always ends up being 15 minutes, but it's a reset yoga. So sometimes it's more yes. focused on a stretch and sometimes it's more focused, but I'm, I'm just like, everyone has 15 minutes, like wake up early, grab a big glass of water, throw a lemon in it, do your morning dew, and then come take some yoga with me and then have your coffee. I see that. I love that you're doing that. And those are like all of those, you know, little but not so little things that people are doing. That's what's really, you know, it's keeping spirits up. It's making people healthier. It's just all good all around. Yeah. And I think we've, I feel maybe you can speak on behalf of this as well, but I feel we've all really gotten into this sense that if we weren't into health and wellness before, I do feel people that weren't always into it now understand the importance of it for their mental sanity. Yeah. There's so much of that, especially when your workplace and your play place and your everything else in between place is the same place. Exactly. Is there anything you do at home or you would suggest to others that are in a small space of like how you adapt to it being all these different types of spaces in your one, like you said, 650 square foot apartment? 630, but thanks for the extra 20 feet. <laughs> I love that. The honesty. <laughs> I'll take that 20 mil we'll at a balcony. Yes. <laughs> um, no, the honestly, like if you have the space, there is a psychological thing about separating your workplace and your relaxation 
space. Now, granted, it's often not possible here. Um, but when you can do that, that I know, like, and it's not just me saying that, like, it's bit from reading and psychologists and all that say that, like, being able to put your work down and physically leave it, even if it's five feet away, but being able to do that. Um, if you have a house or a multiple bedroom apartment, you have more of a chance of doing that. Here, not so much, but something for me is, and again, this is because I'm portable. I can take a laptop to different places. You know, I have, there's this one tiny table I put it on, and then I sit on the floor, and then I put it on the coffee table. You know, it's like even those tiny changes um, for me is nice because I'm so used to never being in the same place for very long. You know, my world has always been go to this audition, go to this class, go teach this, go train her, you know, and all of that. So the change for me of sitting somewhere all day, that's the most, that was like the most like, ah, for me. So something as simple as just shifting my view or like changing my angle, it sounds really simple, but for other people, you know, who are also from more of a world of not being in one place. I think that's helpful. Yeah. And the second thing that is just huge for me is just exiting, like leaving the apartment mm -hmm. and going for that walk. Like I said, at the start, like even if it's literally going to the corner to the store and coming back, like just doing that has made the world of difference um, for mental health for me. And and I'm sure there's, you know, other people out there who are saying, yes, I do the same, you know, because there is something about just stepping away to come back. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting you say that you move around your portable piece because I tend to do that. So if I'm recording, I usually always have it set up like this because it's clamped onto the table, but this space is also my dinner space. And then, you know, every once in a while I'm like, okay, I've worked at my desk all day. I want to like treat myself and watch a Christmas movie for an hour and a half and then I'll come back to work or whatever it is and then I'll make that like dining space and it's it's been interesting being in a new space during COVID. Now granted I've lost some square footage but I've also gained my privacy so it's just me and the dog right now and that being said I am able to like grab my laptop sometimes and just like I don't really like to lay on my bed and do stuff because I feel like as a someone with roommates, that's kind of was your everything space because huh. your Netflix and your Hulu and everything was on your laptop. So you would watch everything in bed and it's so bad for your back. So, <laughs> it's so true, but I've noticed that. And when we were in COVID, like my boyfriend was in the kitchen on this table with his laptop and I would be in the living room. We were separate. Halfway through our time there, we switched because it was like, then I was in a chair and he was able to lay on the floor. And I noticed how I do it here in this space as well. Like I'll take it and I'll put the laptop on my ottoman and lay on the floor with like some pillows and just like change my positioning of like leaning forward or leaning back or tucking down under because that is where all of our lower back pain is coming from. That is why a majority of people get, what do you call it? Like desk butt from like sitting down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like my my chair of and it is right now, which is why I kind of do this a little bit. It's stability ball. Oh, good, love that. I have been on this. This is my like, and it's the most portable. So sitting on a stability ball now because it's the perfect height for this. Yeah. At my little table out in the living room space. That's this is my chair. Yeah. But it causes you to engage your helps. core and tuck your back. And if you look at a lot of these like millennial based corporations, a lot of their chairs incorporate that as well. 
Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Now they cost so much more than natural stability ball, but <laughs> that's the same yeah. concept. Right. Right. But absolutely, all of those like little changes to make make them healthier. Yeah. Exactly. No. So true. Is there any other like random tips that you have as far as where someone can begin if there's someone who just like can tell that they've just been like in this negative space during this time and they, they want to make a fresh start for the new year. That's something that everyone in fitness always speaks on behalf of is utilizing your last month and then talking about the new year. And I know that this has been such a mental frustrating, interesting new year for a lot of people. So speaking on behalf of like where to start or like what's, what are things that people can do for this new year? Yeah, I think there, it's depending on the personality, right? There, there's a lot of, you know, there's never a one thing fits all. That just is not a thing, right? But, but in general, that separating yourself from your work especially when it's if you're not going to an office like that is something that can really help and that stepping stepping away like even if it's not just from your work but like at leaving you know those little changes 10 minutes here five minutes there and if that isn't specific enough for a person i love sitting down with a pen and paper and saying okay you know what are my goals for the upcoming weeks or months or years and writing them down. I mean, this is not, you know, it's not two hours of your time. If you can steal 10 minutes one day, you'll be surprised with how much you know, you can come up with and just write down everything and then say, okay, now what do I have to do to get there? Write down everything. Don't be overwhelmed by it, but just scribble it all down. And after you've written down everything you could think of, then start to go back and say, okay, this is a lot, you know, let me pick two or three right here to start with. Mm -hmm. And then we could say, okay, so now what do I have to do to get it? Circle a couple of those things on your list. What are the steps I can take towards these new piece of paper step by step because getting overwhelmed is a huge reason that people either never start or stop right away going towards goals, right? right? And I'm sure you've seen it with your clients too. It's that like, oh, but I have to do everything. No, no, no. What is the one thing that we can do today that will move us forward? Because it's all about just continuing to move forward. And some days are gonna be way than others, absolutely, no matter how motivated you are. But it's that, okay, going back to that list, what were those two or three things I identified to start with and keeping your eyes on that and slowly moving forward. So if that's helpful to anyone, that's something that I know I find and I know a lot of clients have found to be helpful. I think that's beautiful. I love that. I love a good visual. I love because you can say, hey, I want to think about my visions and goals, but like writing them down and like looking at that, whether it's a vision board and it's pictures of like a car, if you want a car, or babies or a house or this new job, or maybe it's a ring that you're like waiting for, for your, from your boyfriend, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> or girlfriend, you know, whatever, whatever it is, it's just truly, truly like being able to like write those things down. And most recently I spoke about that is like get over your how and how I've realized that I am getting in my own way of accomplishing certain goals because I get so stressed out and overwhelmed by the how. Whereas Mm -hmm. when you do it in the way that you just said, 
you're going through and saying all the things that you have to do to get there. That's like the how. But then moving through like step by step and really seeing that you are 100% more capable uh, than you give yourself credit for sometimes. So taking those two things and like going for it because you're totally capable of, of getting those goals. I mean, if we never tried and failed, we would never walk as toddlers. Exactly. Exactly. And I, you know, we can get so caught up in the like, oh, just, just keep doing, just keep doing whatever the doing is. Just, I mean, I spent the first at least five or six years in Manhattan just saying yes to anything Mm. with money, like every fitness class, every, I mean, I was getting up at five teaching class, going to an audition, going to another audition, going to a third audition, teaching another class, and then four hours later teaching another class. And then it was like, oh my gosh, you know, I, yeah, sure, I'm moving forward, but everything else is breaking down. So it's that like overall, you're a whole person. Including my sleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that is huge. Sleep is huge. And there, you know, I think it's it definitely hurt. You know, I was progressing from fitness, and but the performing side was going so slowly for years too, because it was you know, I was letting my focus be pulled. And while I love the fitness side, it's important to keep the performing side going as well. And for a long time, I was so worried about just making the money, making the money, making the money, which of course is needed to live in Manhattan. And so that was very important, but it did come with a sacrifice of building the performing side for a while. And, you know, it's all of that to say, it's that going back to, okay, what are my goals? What, where do I see myself? in a year or two years and making sure that what you're doing each day and what you're saying yes to feeds that. And, um, you know, for, I think there are times in our lives where we all are feeding something else or more, you know, too many things going up at once. And it's just going back to that and saying, okay, what steps can I do in the right direction? And that can change over time, but just always being mindful and aware of that. Yes. Oh, I love all of those things. That's so wonderful to share all that stuff. It's just really finding ways for us to just progress forward with a fresh new leaf. I know we've been complaining so much about 2020, so we're all geared up for 2021 and just turning over that leaf, but finding ways to like push yourself forward, still challenge yourself, but give yourself some ease as well as we approach what whatever is next and I think that for all of life but I think the pandemic has just kind of really added that in as a chunk of something that we need to be aware of mm-hmm. I think equally important is to go back on this year and say yeah there was a lot of bad but what were the good you even you know even if your your list to just write that down to to be able to look back at right to say you know I like to think of okay well what were the positives you know oh i got to listen to this podcast, you know, oh, I got to have a lot of phone calls with friends that I, you know, are miles and miles away, you know, so there's, there's always something there that's, that's positive. So just to be able to have that so that when you look back at this crazy year, that it's like, yeah, there was a lot of awful things, but I know personally, I grew this way, or I connected with this person. And those are important, important pieces too. Yes, they are. What would you say about like self-care within performance? I would say that um, kind of building upon that whole, like, like I said, with the crazy schedule of 6 a.m., 12 p.m., you know, just nonstop, that you know, finding the balance of, of your schedule when you're trying to progress in a career field. And I know that I guess for performers, that's, you know, so much, I don't want to just say performing because there's other career fields too, but 
especially with performing, it can get, you can really get on that train and keep going and then suddenly be like off the rails because you've just completely collapsed. So just the importance of really building that balance and making enough money so you can survive and live, but also not letting that then jeopardize what your main goals were and why you moved to the city to begin with. Right. Because we get so consumed in making that money. But at the same point, we have to realize that we didn't just move to Manhattan to survive. It took, I trial and error for that. I hands, hands, hand up. Like I definitely was one of those people. Absolutely. So, yeah. So I was making money and, you know, working in the bar scene, but there was a good time, a chunk of time there for a bit that I really wasn't auditioning that much. And all I did was like, put on 10 extra pounds and wasn't really taking care of myself and was going to bed at like 4 or 5 a.m. on a daily basis and, you know, waking up at noon or 1 and starting it all over again. And there were so many days where all I did was walk from my apartment to work and then the sun set while I was in work and there was no windows in work. So it's just like vitamin D is so good for you in the middle of winter, anything, like Get, get that vitamin D and just like soak, soak it up when you can. Absolutely. And right, there's times for everything. So sometimes you do need to prioritize the money making over the auditioning and classes. And it's just always being aware of that ebb and flow and making sure that your priorities are in order, but you're not going crazy to keep everything, all the balls in the air. And that when you do need to hit pause on on the auditions to make the money, that's okay. Mm -hmm. As long as you get back into it, you keep your eyes on the the prize. And I think that's, that overall is just an important, important awareness too, to have. Uh Yeah. Cause the savings account is so paramount, so important. And that was something so important to me coming to the city after college was just like, I, you know, save as much as possible. And I feel good about doing that. But um, again, just everyone make sure you get sleep too. <laughs> That's exactly. needed. Oh, please. Yeah, I've learned that over the years is eight hours, seven and a half. If I get somewhere between seven and eight hours, I'm golden. If I get any less than that, oh, monster. Done. Can't. Yeah. Yeah. I can't function. I just, that's, uh, that's just me. So. Same. This has been, yeah, this time has been nice because I feel like a lot of us are getting to catch up on sleep. Yeah, you know, not the frontline workers and all of that, but you know, but a lot of a lot of others are getting taking away the sleep deficit a little bit. Mm-hmm. So enjoying the Z's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted to add in. I want to plug you and give you all the fast, uh, nice little platform for you to plug yourself and tell us all the wonderful places we can find you and take class with you. Oh, thanks. So the free Tuesday classes is on Facebook, and that's just Kate Chericello Tente. And Instagram, I, my main Instagram has been positively underscore Kate for years, but I have started a new fitness Instagram that is all focused on, you know, every step you can take. I post videos of different exercises and classes and tips, and that's BBE period by Kate, B dot by Kate, and website is bbykate.com. So those are the ones. Perfect. And I will definitely have them all in the show notes, just in case any of you are on the road right now and haven't had a chance to write that down. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much, Anastasia. Yeah. I appreciate it. Oh my gosh, of course. What a treat this was to chat with you today. I'm so glad we were able to find some time to pop on and do this. 
Thanks. Same. It's been so long since I've seen your face. So this is nice. <laughs> I know. I always love getting on these Zoom calls and it's like, can you hear me? I can't hear you. Oh my God, you look so beautiful. I haven't seen you in so long. <laughs> I'm so glad Lancaster Street and you well too. Yeah, yeah, and and you know that you know this city well. I actually am one block away from the Fulton. Yes, yes, I saw in your mailing address on the bottom of your newsletter. I was like, wait a minute, I know that street yeah, very well. Right there, right there. So I, I'm so appreciative of it, even though it's not Manhattan anymore. It's like a new leaf, a new chapter. So we've I've oh, been great, adapting yeah. well. Yeah, thank you. Yay! <laughs> Thanks so much again for doing this. What a treat. You bet, you bet, glad yeah. to. Thanks for tuning into today's episode on the luxury of self-care. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to this channel on Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on. If you are on Apple Podcast and have a brief moment to leave me a five-star rating and a review, it truly helps me grow the show organically. Leave me your favorite episodes or possible topic ideas. I love hearing from you. In addition, you can find me and all updates on the show on Instagram at rumor underscore in underscore St. Petersburg. Yep, just like the universal film Anastasia or like the Facebook page entitled The Luxury of Self-Care. If you would like to support this show, do not hesitate to reach out and donate monthly. Your small donation really helps me keep up the sustainability of each episode and all the marketing that goes into this show. Lastly, I just wanted to thank you so much for all of your love and all of your support. And as always, for tuning in.